Uh, I guess we should get started uh, so we can get finished. <laughs> I was telling uh, Kat that I'm still completely terrified that my alarm's about to go off and I'll find out that I'm an hour late to the prayer breakfast. Uh, <laughs> hi, everybody. Um, uh, I don't even really know where to start. I think this is how I usually start, right, Donovan? Probably something like this. Um, um, real quick, first, thank you all, those of you who've stuck around for a little bit. I know many of you have to abandon the city as quick as you can to get home to your families and wives, loved ones, and jobs. And cats. Things like that. And cats, yes. I have to get back to my cats, too. Um, can we get an amen for the cats in the house? Thank you uh, to all of you, whether you're here or not, thank you so much for coming and attending Economicon 2019. Our fourth iteration, essentially the ninth one that's happened, um, the fourth one that we've staged, including people up here on uh, the stage and many people out in the room. Um, I'm going to not try to point out the fourth because I'm certainly going to miss somebody and I'll apologize for that. But. Um, this really is, a, a, just a few rambling words, but this is really hugely a team effort in so many important ways. Um, I think there's rather 20 or 30 people involved in sort of the core programming to one extent or another, whether that is, uh, say, Phil Gillette and his team organizing the film festival, um, Jesse uh, Gordon and Rob Zanini, who organized the amazing gaming aspect, which by the way, they got the comment today, or comment several times this weekend, that uh, gamers experience there is far better than a Gen Con, uh, which is <laughs> And um, Donovan, who organizes the walking tours and the bus tours, and does many other things that you all get to tangent, materially experienced and enjoy, but he doesn't often get enough credit for. Um, the Arts Committee, who persevered through quite a bit of adversity and, and delivered, I think those of you who went to the art show, um, delivered a hell of a show that we're really proud of. Problem when you like have too much programming. It's like, all right. Memento book. What? Memento book. Yes. Oh, just oh, just oh, oh. Salem, Victoria, now be yeah. the memento book. I was I was getting there. I was, I was trying to think about the programming, but yes. Okay. So let's get to the the actual material objects. In addition to uh, Donovan's work in the program guide, the memento book, which was a huge undertaking and had contributions from a number of different author different authors uh, and artists. Uh, was spearheaded by Victoria Delpy. Victoria, are you out there somewhere? What? She was just here. Uh, and Justin Steele, uh, Sam Cowan, out on the West Coast, who did the amazing layout. Uh, Carmen Rusich, who did the editing for it. Uh, and um, some incredible yeoman work uh, from many contributors, including the great ads that we got for it. Um, I swear I'm forgetting some programming, but who, who other am I forgetting? Oh, so Bill anyway, Carl for organizing the readings. Well, so yes, and that's the thing I'm, I'm finally getting around to. The main programming, what's that? Oh yeah, the main, that would, that would be helpful, wouldn't it? The main programming, um, I have to really think, and that's, that's people up on the stage here, um, uh, Kath, 
Catherine Grant right here, who is the director for core programming, which includes <laughs> Spearheaded before I forget by Bill Carl. Bill, right there. And, and as a quick detour, just to point out, I mean, so what Bill pulled together is, you know, um, what, six or eight times each day was something that, like, we do once a month, um, or once every other month in our store, and it's an awful lot of work, and he did it multiple times over three days. Uh, that's pretty remarkable for him. Um, but Cat Grant was in charge of a, an awesome little crew that pulled together all the panels, uh, including S.J. Bagley, Ken Hurd, uh, and is Derek here anywhere? And Derek Hussey, who is yeah. MIA. And Derek Hussey, who is MIA, because he's almost certainly packing up, uh, hopefully, a very small pilot book. Yeah. Um, Anyway, oh, and then, okay, so the last couple things. Uh, Lauren, sorry, I have, to thank, I have to thank some important people who uh, work really hard. Lauren Sloan, uh, who heads the, the vendor hall and pulled together what I think is probably our best collection of vendors all in one room so they're not going to get mad at me from sending them in different places and such. Um, I think that's it. Oh, and then the last person I really want to thank, and, and she's essentially the glue that in so many ways holds all the loose fiber, loose fabric of economic economy together. Allison Rich here at the time. So I became head of registration in 2015. And in 2015 and 2017, I basically ran that desk alone. 2017 nearly killed me. <laughs> this year, I have help from Sue Gervais, who's over here. And, and I, I cannot stress enough how hard these two wonderful women have worked for us, and this show happens because of the work that they do, like to a very real degree, just like the, just getting people there and getting people to where they're supposed to be. So I'm going to, again, give, give Allison and Sue a round of applause. mustard-colored shirts. Beautiful! I, I, I think atrocious but beautiful. Um, the Minions, uh, our volunteer army, that, that really is sort of the linchpin um, that gets people you know, to where they can go, um, gets them in the rooms, gives them advice on where to go get some food, uh, helps move things around. The Minions are our, our backbone for, um, for how the convention runs, and I'm incredibly grateful to all of them for the work that they do. That. Uh, how many of you have been here prior to this year? Oh, wow. Uh, how many of you have been here for all four of the last Necronomicons? 
that's a pretty amazingly good number. Um, and the fact that you do that, and the fact that every chance you all get, you thank us and thank our minions and send us amazing emails encouraging us and stopping us in the uh, hallway or the elevator. It's easy to stop us in the elevator, especially this elevator. Uh, and, and thank us and encourage us and you know, give us maybe some good criticism uh, and suggestions for future work. That's why, that's why I do this, and I think that that's a lot of the reason why all of us put ourselves to substantial uh, stress and toil to do this. So I really thank you all so much for, for being a part of the Necronomicon. trying to crunch the numbers a little bit about um, you know where attendance has been and it's been really incredible to see every year we've been going up and up and up so obviously we're doing something right um, you know it hasn't always been easy uh, we definitely make mistakes along the way we're we're effectively amateurs when it comes to this kind of stuff we do this out of love but we're up probably something like 12% over last year and something like maybe 20% We, we, we have not, oh, but... God. See, this is the problem, right? That's why... God, can I get that list, please? No. <laughs> but, yeah, a number of people have told me that they come specifically for that event, and... Yeah, uh, Rebecca Paiva uh, and her husband, Eric, and many other people, again, but especially Rebecca, work their ass off to really pull together a unique experience. Uh, I'm especially proud of what she pulled, what her, her and her team pulled together, what she and her team pulled together. Uh, for those of you who attended, it was really incredibly special. Someday I'll have time to go? Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> um, just to follow on what they said, um, you know, there, there's something for everybody, we hope, at Necronomicon. Some people come because they love the gaming. Some people come because they love the film. Some people come because they love the Hermitage Symposium. Oh, crap. Which is led by... <laughs> Dennis Quinn. Is, is Dennis here? Dennis is gone, but thank you, Dennis. Remind me also the other uh, core programming person, uh, Erna Nikrod, who pulls together the, um, the invited academics. We have two of those each day. Um, she's the one that, that uh, she's an academic herself. She recruits them and gets some really great topics. Was it your first time here? Show of hands. Wow. Keep your hands up if you plan to come back. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, yeah, and, and again, you know, we cannot stress this enough. We do this for you. I, I ran into Matt Bartlett this morning, um, an incredible writer who's been to every one of the past four, and, and he said that it's like Christmas, but, and I quote, fucking awesome. <laughs> and, and yeah, I look around and I see people just happy to be here, happy to be among their fellow weirdos. And just, you know, knowing that, you know, it's, it's rough out there. It's a, it's a tense time to be, 
So if we can just provide like a few days of respite from everything else, from 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 your shitty job, from your your lovely from your lovely kids and lovelier pets, <laughs> if, if we can just you know give everybody just a few moments of just just peace and camaraderie and solidarity, yes, then I'm just happy. So thank you all for coming because. Because all of this is for you, all of it. And just thank you, thank you all. Everybody in this room and everybody who came, thank you. Yeah. And I, I, should, I should quickly say, um, sort, sort of a follow on that comment, um, in case any of you wonder, I mean, the, the organization that runs this Lovecraft Arts and Sciences that I head is a nonprofit, and I don't get paid for this. I get a slice of pizza on the run. No one gets paid for this. Um, we all do this because we love the community. We love what this brings to the community. We love you all. Uh, and despite the pain and anguish and toil, we and love all doing this. And also, <laughs> I, 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 yes, I'm, I'm, no more on that. You don't need to know my medical history. <laughs> Any questions? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no before the day. Ken, would you like this? Ken looks terrified. Oh, um, uh, well, I, I guess I, I also think we would like to thank all of our panelists and moderators who you know, are good enough to invest their time uh, to provide a portion of the content that you know, the, uh, you know, much of the programming is arranged around. Um, and certainly, uh, I, I think we had a really good panel slate this year. We're going to be working. Uh, on next year's panels, uh, actually Thursday. Immediately, tomorrow. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've already started and I hate myself for this. Yeah, we, we, we discussed, although I, I don't think we've committed to it, maybe a brief survey email to attendees about potential panel ideas or special presentations or guests or uh, that, that people would be interested in having going forward. Uh, and it's a mix, because if all your, your thought is, is well, Chandler seems more Clark Aston Smith, then that's fine, that vote counts, right? Um, if you have more specific panel ideas, then that, that is also useful, because, you know, um, you know, we don't want a monoculture, obviously, and we've got a lot of different you want to, uh, you know, make sure everybody's getting something. Right? And I, I mean, as good as the, the programming committee is, and we're, we're, we're pretty great, um, we, we all have our own blind spots. You know, there are things, there are ideas that we just, you know, we always get ideas from people like, oh, how did we not think of that? And so, it always seems so obvious in retrospect. So uh, we are going to, I guess we are going to get a, get a survey out sometime in the, the near future. Uh, so keep an eye out for that and, and, and whatever, you know, ideas you may have. Even if it's you know if it's something that you particularly say, look, I have this research interest. I want to would love to have a panel organized around this, or if it's just you have this idea, you know that would be wonderful and helpful for us. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Twenty twenty one. If we let that happen, it just feels like it happens quicker. Um, you know, and I, and I guess from there, I, I think we're going to be looking at uh, um, hopefully at the right mix of kind of the old and the new, and looking forward and looking. Uh, backward in, in different ways and, and branching out into kind of different areas of, of, of the weird that maybe we haven't explored as much because you know it's, it's kind of funny with, with paneling because you could run you know the same panel every two years even with the same people and, and it would it's be, be a completely different yeah. panel right but at the same time you don't want to do that you'd rather uh, run different panels and, and kind of make these that much more different in, in a lot of ways and hopefully everybody gets uh, find something in the and as much as we love to hear how good a job we're doing, 
you know, let us let us know what we need to do better. Mm, you know, yeah. let us know where we fall down. You know, with, yeah, with, 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 with some patience for us. To, yes. Yeah. Again, acknowledge that we're, you know, we try, we're trying. Or, uh, let, let me rephrase that. Let, let Niels know what we can do better. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've already had two great panel ideas, or panel suggestions from people, just to give you some, some uh, thoughts for the future. One of the ideas is Pete Rollett suggested a science for weird fiction writer, essentially. Um, That's pretty great. Yeah, you know, essentially, for, for those of you who don't wish our, your readers to completely suspend their disbelief, <laughs> uh, as, a, as a scientist myself, sometimes it's nice when I, I love suspending my disbelief, and sometimes I love actually seeing really good science and awesome. Uh, and the other one, uh, Sonia Tafe, our poet laureate this year. Oh, dear God, we didn't. Oh, it's. Yes, of honor. Yeah, I was just going to say, we were going to do that, that for you, Neil. <laughs> Yes, no, I, I wanted to say before we get into that, that I wanted to thank the guests of honor and all the panelists because I'm always overwhelmed every, every time we do this, how generous our community is with their time and their expertise. And I deserve the clap. Yeah. So our, guests, our guests of honor were amazing this year and so easy to communicate and work with. I just want to thank them and thank everyone that, that came here and spoke about this weird thing that we do. We, we make shit up for money. I mean, who does that? <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I, I'm proud of them. <laughs> yes. I, I am. I'm proud to be able to look at our slate of guests of honor and our slate of panelists and just be proud of the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. It's just really, really cool. <laughs> and just, yeah, I mean... One thing I'll, I'll quickly say about that, and I apologize, I'll quickly say, uh, is, is a number of you have noticed that we've, we've tried, uh, and again, it's an effort to move forward, we, and we understand it's, it's something that we always have to be working on, but we're really also trying to encourage new voices and new faces in the weird fiction, and doing our best to, to reach out to people that maybe haven't always felt as welcome, uh, or, or, you know, even been aware that we're a community where they can come and be a part of it, and that's really important to us. For a variety of reasons, it's the same like what Ken said about the panel. We don't want to see the same panel over and over again, even if it's with different, uh, we want diversity in ideas and ideas and, and new panels and new panelists and hear new stories to, to, told, to be told. So. Quick show of hands. How many people are going to leave this weekend and then read something by somebody that you first heard of this weekend? Yes. That is awesome. We like to that. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. I think towards that as well, one of the things we consciously tried to do this year um, in the previous uh, iterations to try to have people at two panels apiece in part so that you know nobody's getting you know kind of overused and they can actually enjoy the convention that they're contributing to, uh, but also to try and, and you know again increase the diversity of perspectives that uh, are, are appearing. You know, someone's on six or seven and kind of dominating the, the conversation. You know, I mean, not extraordinary expertise, but uh, you know we do want to try to make sure that there are many perspectives uh, in play. And I think we had uh, certainly somewhere between 140, 150 uh, individuals. And we've we've had more people who wanted to be panelists this time than ever before, and just the fact that more people want to actively participate, and that more people want to make it better for all of you is that's just great. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you had your hand up. I'm sorry. Uh, yes. 
Yeah, you mentioned you're up 12%. So, um, we, so I often count everybody who's here, including the minions, and it's usually you know getting upwards of about 2,000 once you count you know all the day passes and stuff like that. This this year we we cracked over 2,000, including at door. Um, that's and not counting staff and minions. That, that was bigger than my high school. Yeah. I saw about it's like 21. And that doesn't count. That doesn't count the vendors. That doesn't count the vendors because we kind of we badge them differently. Yes. Cool. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. So Sonia Sonia Tape had a great idea. Um, she was on the Tanith Lee panel, which apparently was a big success. I wish I could have enjoyed it. But she thinks you know. And again, this is the thing. Once you like plant a seed or an idea, there's so many directions you can go in it. And her thought was, how about all the people? You know, just like you know, we've done panels on how Lovecraft has influenced X, Y, and Z, but how about how Tanith Lee has influenced X, Y, and Z other author creators and so And I know Allison can certainly speak to that as well. Um, so that's the idea that Sonia had for the next time. You know, and so it's not about Tanith Lee, but it's about her influence uh, specifically. I think it's great. And, and I mean, we're like the fourth generation of writers since Lovecraft. Right. So there's, there's a yep. lot of room to cover. Yep. In the back. is awesome as, as a panel idea. Thank you. Like, we're done. We're, Ken just wrote it down, so we're gonna... That's going in the mix. I still want my librarians in weird fiction. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Donovan? Yeah, it's doing, um, on that. Uh-oh. Uh, there's one person... Oh, fuck. No, come on. No. Everybody. No, 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 no. Neil Spiegel hops. <laughs> And yeah. but also, you know, like Tanith Lee, Aikman's influence is so deep yeah. and broad that we could easily do a slate on, on Aikman's Yes. I think now that we've done Tanith Lee, we need to do 
you, Angela Carter? Uh, yes. Um. <laughs> Fiona? Yeah, sure. Al actually talked out that would be really loud. So, Neil, yeah, great job. I really love craft. Yeah. Um, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Um, anyway, I would like to see Oh, I, I'm just going to interject here before, and you, you can speak to. We will absolutely be having more international guests. That, to me, that's an important thing. And there's a reason we. I mean, I don't know if we fully earned it yet, but we often, we always say on our top of our poster, the International Festival of Weird Art, Weird Fiction, Art, and Acne. And that so far has been a marketing statement, but it's something that increasingly we're trying to make more and more real. So, there, for example, Japrakash, um, Satyamurthy. Uh, we want to bring, um, there's a, a few people, a few authors from the Middle East that we're, uh, recruit, we're wanting to recruit, uh, a couple more people from Asia that we'd really love to have join us. So yeah, absolutely, that's something we very much, it, I mean, it's very much works. This, this was our first time with a, a non-Anglophonic guest of honor. Um, and also, just it's hard work, but it's worth it. Um, and especially because, you know, a, there are a lot of writers from other places that, you know, don't get the recognition recognition they deserve in their own country, and we'd love to celebrate them. Yeah, uh, Dempo Toroshima, our, our guest of honor from Japan, um, was so incredibly honored. He, he had felt like he'd never really been so honored. And, and his, his story, Suspian, is really one of the best pieces of weird fiction that's come out in quite a long time. And one of the weirdest pieces yeah, of weird fiction. Yeah, one of the fiction. weirdest weird fiction pieces. Uh, and so we're really excited, and it was a huge success. We were really nervous about it, and the, you know, the translation issue, difficult, a difficult hurdle, and our worry is if we mess it up, it could be catastrophic. For a right reason, a lot of help from outside, a lot of us working, um, helping translate. It was a huge success, and he had such an incredible time, and his other friends and other guests from Japan that joined really felt welcome to court so, and for the convention. So that is a trend that will continue. I saw, yep, Terry. No, actually, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, you had your hand. I keep, and I keep ignoring you, I'm sorry. Oh, absolutely. It, and we, we definitely also want to continue to explore weird writers without the capital W. You know, writers who aren't generally considered weird fiction writers whose work is weird in every sense of the word. Um, Terry? Terry? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, there are so many writers of weird fiction, not just historically, but now. And I mean, just like, you know, the diversity of body and, vo and voice is like it's never been before. We, we are at a point where we can explore these things. You know, we can, we can, you know, we can have an incredible panel and fill the room, I'm certain, um, you know, just on, you know, black women who write weird fiction. You know, or, or, or Mexican weird fiction. You know, we, we have, we have, we also have a responsibility to do this. I mean, we have maybe the biggest platform in weird fiction, and we have a responsibility to represent all voices in weird fiction. And, and I'll say not just represent, but encourage yes. new voices too. And again, I, I want to hear the story that hasn't been told yet by maybe the person 
who didn't feel like they had the, the place to tell that story. I want to hear that person. Yeah, I mean, so we, we, if that's something we can help happen, make happen, that's, that's what you we know, want to do. We, we want everybody to feel comfortable here, but also we want everybody to feel comfortable speaking their own truths here. And, and, and I, I, think, I, think, I think we largely do a good job at it, but it's something that, you know, we will always be working on. Like, it's, that's a project that can never be finished. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's hopefully it's a process, I, I think, that, you know, particularly, you know, Providence, you cannot do this convention without Lovecraft kind of being there, but in some ways it is a bit of an albatross, right, when you, when you are trying to, to be inclusive and, and to bring in more uh, uh, voices that uh, would not be particularly approved uh, of being in this neighborhood, right? Um, <laughs> I just like to say one thing as one of the art people, our biggest responsibility is to be interesting. Mm -hmm. And diversity equals interesting. Correct. Sure. Yes. Guillermo del Toro. I mean, we, we, would, we would love del Toro to come. Oh, like a, a panel to explore his work? Yeah, I mean. The film track tends to ebb and flow. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely that's, that's something that, that, that you know, we, we've talked about in the past and I'm sure will happen at some point. Oh, Pete, I didn't see you back there. Oh, Pete. So I'm uh, for the restaurant and I have a suggestion for a panel and some thoughts. What about the non-weird work of a lot of the famous I think specifically, but God, please nobody hit me. Augusteroth. I've read it. Yeah. His, work. his historical work was beautiful. Darlis' historical work was beautiful. Yeah, I've read his works, the Sack Prairie trilogies. They're amazing. He was a damn good writer. Uh, and I always found it interesting. And also, you read his work, by the way, and you can find out where he got his notions from what he did. With, but he is, a, by the way, he's also a well known uh, regional yes. fiction writer. And just think, I'd like to say, and uh, one last thing people criticize he's a traditionalist writer, and my God, he wrote a history of a river, okay? Yeah. <laughs> But still, I'd like to see that, because there's others, too. Robert Chambers? Robert E. Howard wrote incredible boxing and, co and, and comedy yeah, stories. And his westerns. Yeah, and besides, didn't, didn't HBL once write a romance story? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow shirt. And I, I love that this comes from a minion, too. One yes. Of that, which is into it, but... Um, we're, we're always a, a work in progress with the hotel. You all probably noticed that the hotel has slightly changed for those of you who have been here before. Um, 
the uh, and, and so it's always constantly a thing. Like for example, we've had sound issues between where we have the very quiet author readings happening, where the very raucous gaming is happening right above, and that's something that we obviously need to change and fix as we sort of work with the hotel to improve. Um, the hotel, fortunately, is incredibly responsive. They're also they charge us a little bit of money, um, but <laughs> we do feel like we really get an amazing thing in exchange for them, and so. I think those are things that we'll, we'll look into. And, and again, um, you know, any of you can reach out to us. We may not get back to you. Um, very likely, your email will get read. But if you have suggestions like that, please do give them to us and let us know. Um, yes. Okay. Oh. Oh. Actually, we have. So we have, yeah, we have some of the performers here. Um, so I have to say, all nothing but good things, right, Robert? Um, so, so again, you know. I think I think those are we I think we all agree those are really important core things. Anyone that ever goes to any of the theatrical events, we usually vet the people really well. And in the case of uh, Robert Lloyd Perry, who did the MR James, uh, we've been trying to you know work with him and, and get him here for a while. Maybe not, we haven't tried as hard as we should have. Now that we know how incredible he is at his performance, um, maybe we can get you back again sometime. Nice. Unfortunately, we mentioned not mess it up so badly uh, from our end that he is willing to come back and join us. But yeah, absolutely worth it. And, and again, those are experiences that are different, right? I think they're very worth the effort. Fiona? Hmm. J yeah, just message that to me, and we'll put it on those. So yeah, it's all. It's honestly, it's all a huge pain in the ass. So why not? <laughs> Are you, are you volunteering to edit that? Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak on, on, on... If this was easy, we'd do it every week. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to speak on, on behalf of the convention for that. It always sounds like a good idea, but I also think that there's an ethical issue with that because we feel the need to celebrate everybody. And I think a contest kind of runs afoul of that to some degree. Um, we're not here in competition. We're just here to celebrate each other. That, that being said, we, we have happily partnered, or to some extent, uh, or heartily encouraged um, local papers. The Providence Journal, a few times ago, did a writing contest. Motif, local paper, uh, just did one, a writing contest, um, which I think is awesome. And, and especially because we don't have to organize it, um, which is the best part. But There really should be no competition. Exactly. There should just be more participation. So don't look at feeling like, oh, we should enter like this. Just become involved. Like the art, um, panels, writing and stuff, because we always need people. We need new blood all the time because there's burnout. There's people that you know, just need a break. Um, yeah, more. Uh, in the, yes, in the middle yes. there, yes. Um, Kyle, first thing, uh, nice job. Um, essay, um, writers overall. Um, oh, really? Yeah. 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 No, never, never heard that I think I think this was the first year we actually had a panel geared towards newer towards writers, writers yeah. working towards it. So we definitely want to want to move more towards in that direction, more towards in that direction. Hey, great, more in that direction um, in the Ed future. Editing, um, killing joke. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that for those of you who maybe couldn't hear um, Badger's suggestion was to have perhaps a panel on um, you know advice for getting your work published. 
um, and not just you know fiction, not just you know traditional fiction, but also gaming products. I'm not a gamer, but Jesse and Rob are just freaking incredible. Jesse is amazing. I, I'm not, I'm not like I said, I'm not a gamer. I'm just not a gamer. No real interest in it. But I don't think the gaming part of this convention would be as amazing as it is without. Oh, I, I, I agree. No question. And Jesse, and Jesse, if you if you don't know who Jesse uh, Jessica Gordon is, she's she's the director of gaming. She's honestly what got sent for organizing. Has also worked really hard to, to try to diversify the gaming community as well. Which and I, I think this was our first time moving into action in, into into gaming panels. Um, but it's definitely something we, we want to continue because mm -hmm. the gaming is a huge part of this con. Um, and, need, and, and you know, needs to be better represented with, with panels and stuff. It, it does. There's, there's a, um, uh, probably more people will discover Lovecraft when call it the Thulu than they did yes. find in paperback, ultimately. And so it's, it's, it's a little tricky logistically because just the, the gaming time slots don't match up with the, the panel time slots as nice as we'd like. One of the things we do send out the, uh, uh, the, the survey, um, you know, for panel ideas is or guest of honor ideas or uh, and so forth. Is we want to make sure that everybody on the gaming side is getting that and hopefully responding with, with, with their thoughts about what they would like to see as gamers. Right. Especially you know, people that are, that are I don't know, we've got several lifelong gamers up here, but uh, uh, you know, in terms of planning panels, uh, you know, we, we can throw out ideas, but you want to meet the needs of the constituency, right? And, and kind of get the right, kind of the butter zone of, uh, oh wow, this is, uh, this is uh, an area you know, which may be too uh, granular and, and too low interest for the people that are likely to travel uh, here. Yeah, I mean, if, if I was going to come up with a, a gaming panel, it would probably just be ridiculously philosophical at the end of the day. Well, so, <laughs> actually, there was, there, was, there was a great, one of the, I think one of the best panels, and I, I speak from limited experience of the sample size of maybe three, considering how little I get to see panels, but one of the really remarkable panels, I think, on the programming was one that Oscar Rios uh, had mm, suggested. Yes. Um, specifically about how to incorporate, um, you know, faces and characters in your games that aren't the traditional character, and and have more diversity in gaming, and sort of use that as a way to. And, and the panel was remarkable. Uh, any, how many, any of you in that in that panel? Yes. Yeah. 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 <coughs> and, and and the thing I like about it is it really interfaced nicely with the overall sort of some of the overall mission that we have. Uh, and I think it was enjoyable even if you weren't a gamer. Yeah, yeah and I mean, role-playing games are literature. They're, 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 they're literature in their creation and they're literature in their inaction. And, and we, we do, as, you know, as, as a mostly literary convention, we take it seriously as that. But, but, but uh, looking at young just literature, if we get a you know, good response from, from, from the gaming constituency, we want to you know, have a workshop on how we design miniatures. You know, and if there's demand for that, then, yeah. you know, we'll get that in queue and see what we can do, you know. Yeah, but otherwise it's likely to be, you know, uh, philosophical implications of stat based you know. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the, the, you know, people talk a lot about the small press with fiction, but the small press in gaming is incredible right now. Um, even better than it was in the mid-80s, which is saying something. And the, the support that we've gotten from gaming small press is incredible. And so just, you know, just those of you that come 
for gaming. We, we hope you attend other things. And those of you, of you that come for other things, check out the games, because they're, they're great. Frank? Yeah, yeah, for those of you that haven't, for, for you that haven't played a board game in, in you know, decades, and you're thinking Monopoly, gaming has changed. Board games are so cool now. They're, they're so cool and so weird. They're amazing, especially if you like the outcome where you fail. Yeah. <laughs> and die miserably. Yeah, I, uh... I've been doing gaming since the early 1970s, so most of it has been historical minute, the guy with the massive... Uh, 3D printing has totally revolutionized that part. It's just amazing. And that sounds like a workshop to me. Yeah, it certainly does, because oh. it's a tremendous impact. There definitely will be more gaming workshops in the future. Not, not just panels, but also workshops. Yes. Like actually, the workshop, work, 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 you know, sort of multi-day <coughs> workshops. We we have early on we've done some multi-day workshops. Like uh, the very first year, we did a multi-day film making workshop, which was a lot of fun. Uh, we almost did it again this year, and it, which I, mean, I kind of dropped the ball on it. But something things like that would be really cool to do. You know, different kinds of workshops. At least. As long as I don't have to do the work for that. <laughs> Uh, maybe a couple more questions, and then a couple more things that we can talk about. Yeah. We have good news for you. Uh, the, so what do you mean we have, have like papers uh, that are going to be presented before they get presented? So, so the, the, uh, that's a great idea. The, the difficulty is that sort of the, the Armitage Symposium is kind of a traditional academic uh, symposium in that the folks that are presenting are really kind of just developing that stuff and it's not quite ready for prime time for publication. So then afterwards, the, within the year or so afterwards, uh, all of those presenting uh, researchers, authors, get the opportunity then to submit an actual manuscript for publication in our presence. So we've now just finished the third proceedings. Uh, Hippocampus Press just published that third proceedings from two years ago. Um, it's not all the papers that were presented, but it, it takes that amount of time. So so that's like, you know, and this is the same in science. If you present a 15-minute talk where you kind of gives you a chance to put the first thoughts out there, maybe you get lambasted. Then you go write it up, and then it goes through an editorial review process, which is what has happened for our proceedings, um, and then gets published. And there's, I think, five different editors that review all the papers that get submitted for factual errors or content or whatever, give that feedback back, and a year and a half-ish later, it gets published. So currently, there are three proceedings from previous Armageddon and Symposia that are in press with is there anywhere local that someone could buy them? Uh, yes, Derek Hussey is just, uh, he's probably, I don't know where he's going. Right um, we often have them in our store, but we found all these books. Those books would be great for a lot of Right, and we, we have suggested to, to moderators and panelists to come together and maybe give out handouts. Um, we haven't had anyone do that yet, but... The, the, problem, the problem is that sometimes it's off-the-cuff suggestions, right? Yeah. Uh, it would be neat if... I mean, maybe there's some way... And else, I'll, I'll, sort of thinking ahead, and I, I kind of want us to sort of shift to thinking a little bit more about more of the future, but um, we're going to try to automate a lot of our thing, including like surveys where we can get ideas and feedback, and that'll help us get over some of the bumps of that we've had of scheduling our panels and things like that and scheduled correctly. Maybe one of the ways is to also sort of automate a way where post-panel, panelists could kind of post somewhere in a forum. So maybe we can talk about and figure out if there's some. One easy way to progress right now is Facebook. Uh, yeah. A query there might be able to shake a few of the names list at least. It's, it's not a sure thing, but it's, uh, that's <laughs> probably the most direct route right now. Uh, anybody recall or offer any it's difficult because you know, you know the moderators say that you know they don't get paid, they don't get reimbursed for their photocopy. 
expensive. So it's, it's, it's a challenge. Some, some, some people may be able to. But I, I think, it, I think, I think uh, electronics probably would go there. Yeah. Technology is our friend, right? Yeah, one thing I wanted to mention before we wrap this up, I don't know um, how many of you caught on the schedule that there was a tour fireside party last night. Um, so Fireside is going to be an actual horror... Night, night fire. Night, night fire, fire, I'm sorry. Night fire. Um, night, it's going to be an actual horror imprint that Tor is going to be putting out. It's going to be the first big five publisher since, I don't know, like the, the 90s to yeah, have an since, actual since horror Since 1991. Imprint. Yeah. So that, to me, both as a writer and a reader, is really exciting. <laughs> I think it's going to, the next couple of years, and by the time we do this again, I think the uh, the publishing landscape as far as uh, weird fiction is going to be completely changed by that. So I would say, you know, keep your eyes out for for uh, what they put out the next couple of years. It's an exciting time to not be dead. It's incredibly exciting. Okay. Good to be this side of the grass. Um, usually at this point, somebody asks the question, when are, are we going to do this again? Because we have held, held our cards close, but Ken has already blown it a few times all in 2021. Uh, We're lying to you. Do any of you want to know the actual date? Because we, we have a date set. Oh. Anyone? No? Question in the back. Yes. The stars have to be exactly quite literally this right. So if you want me to give you a little insight, I'm gonna just just between me and you. And that's a good tide. Good tide weekend. So there will be a water fire that weekend. Providence, um, and, and very much why, when you look at the name of the convention, it's not Necronomicon, it's Necronomicon Providence, because it really is, um, you know, the, the actual inspiration for doing this to begin with, period, had nothing to do with one certain author, it had to do with the fact that those of us that live here love the city, and love what the city is about, at least most of its history is something we really wish to share, and, and the culture that it has today, and the diversity that you find here, and the amazing, vibrant arts community find here in Providence. It's a great city to highlight, and I, those of you who've returned, you know, you know that. This is a really cool city. It's one of the reasons why we don't just stick you in a convention center where maybe you never have to leave. You just go to the concession and get a hot dog and then go back or something. No, we force you to walk around Providence and, and, and experience Providence. And I mean, other cities want to think of themselves as weird, but they don't have a giant pine cone. They don't. What? Yeah, that's true. Um, but one of the great things also about this being a, a small city is it's really easy to work with many different organizations in the city. And we have really good relationships with, for example, with Waterfire, the organization that puts on Waterfire. Um, so I get the inside knowledge. I call up Barnaby and say, Barnaby, what does this weekend look like? Because this is a weekend that doesn't conflict with Gen Con, it doesn't conflict with World Con. Um, does this weekend kind of look like it might line up? And he's like, yeah, that's a good water fire weekend. You all are literally the first people to hear that that will be a water fire weekend. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, you know, if, if you're still in town for another day or so, explore the city. It's a beautiful city. We are one of the best food cities in the country, and, and it's nice and yeah. real weird. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
I would be happy to do this every five years, because then I, then I would get some sleep. I just swallowed my tongue if, for a second. If you saw my, my master spreadsheets, you would see that that's absolutely an impossibility. I think I speak for everyone when I say, how dare you? <laughs> There's something special about it not just being every year. You know, you, 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 you all forget how awesome it is. You have an inkling in your mind maybe that it's awesome, you know, you want to come back. But it's not just sort of old hat. And best of all for us, we've just about forgotten how incredibly painful it is. But, uh, and the, the one downside, though, is that we also have to remember, oh crap, how did we do it last time? And every time, we're like, so actually we're getting better. Like right now, Ken's taking down notes. I've actually started writing down notes to try so to codify a bit more. Um, and, and, and having it every two years allows us to have it be the best it can possibly be. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, as, as cool it would be as it would be to see y'all every year. Uh, and, it, and it would be. Um, so we do, I mean, we do like to have something in, in, in the interim. We do partner with our friends from the H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival to bring in a nice selection of international films. Um, as you know, as a small sort of placeholder thing around the same, the same interim years. And and we we do a, a semi-regular, seem to be more regular series of author readings uh, in the arcade in Providence for the Lovecraft Arts and Sciences Council. So we we do have a. Ve- <laughs> I mean, have you been to one of those? I host them. Jesus. Um, but yeah, we, we 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 do stay involved with the community through the time, but. Doing it every two years means that that we can do it the best we can. Um, so don't get greedy. <laughs> it's alright. That's a good question. Thank you. It is. Joshua. Oh, there's Josh. It's oh back here. There's somebody else to to give some props to you right there. Josh is our our house photographer as well. Guest of honor last time. Yeah. Guest of honor last time. Uh, and, and you know, so that the academics aren't just the people that soon we are 
memorializing at, you know, um, after their passing, that, that they are the next voices that are growing, uh, maybe hopefully led and shepherded by older, more academic. We want this community to grow in all ways. Can I just say one thing? Um, so Sue and I are kind of on the front lines information desk, and um, in all the years that, of the, this is my third year doing this, being, you know, information central. Um, the, the people that, that are here, they're really polite. There's no big drama. There's, uh, everyone's really um, kind of chill. And people disagree well here. Yeah, no, but, but we've never had, I've never had kind of an unruly, rude person come up to me. And in fact, um, there are some, you know, faces now from my third year that come up to the desk. And like I just did this to Badger when he checked in, and he came up to the desk, and I don't even need to scan his ticket. He's like, I know you. And like, I you know, know your name. I'm just gonna check you in. Know where he lives. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I'm sorry you feel that way. We do not feel that way. Yeah, I think it's origin, yeah. but it's basically liberated, it's racist, or... Yeah, I, I, would, I would... Yeah, I would like to address that. Yeah, so we don't have diversity panels here at Necronomicon, we just have more diverse panels, and that's never going to change. We're always... It's, I, would, I would really stress this. As someone who likes being mostly dead white males, <laughs> it's me. But I gotta tell you, this is all based on quality. It's not based on percentages, or we're not filling quotas up here. So have no fear. We are. They are. We're basing this on the actual quality of the work, and it doesn't matter what that person looks like. How that person talks. Well, I mean, the, the one thing I will I will amend to that though is, uh, unfortunately, the reality of the world we live in is many amazing voices don't get heard because they are not invited. They don't know that they're welcome. So, so one of the one of our missions is to make sure they know they have a voice and they're welcome. Yeah, we're, we're including people finally. Yeah, If we have a panel about Lovecraft, we're excluding everybody else. We understand yeah. your concern. Thank you for speaking. Yeah. Frank. There's, there's not a place for a white male voice. A lot of times you have to look at the artist and you have to say, do I like his work or her work enough that I'm willing to either, oh yeah, I'm over, I will overlook the bad parts. And this has occurred with uh, Roman Polanski, <coughs> Marion Zimmer Bradley. Picasso. Mm -hmm. Picasso. Picasso. Wagner. Can we, yeah, can we actually, I want to actually move on to something a little bit more important. Um, well, can, can I just, can I just say one yeah. thing? Um, this is, this is another pivot, but um, was it, was it Joshua? Um, mentioned um, the beautiful memorial panel, but I feel one name needs to be mentioned. Um, we lost one of the most important Necronomicon staff members, Sam Gafford. Yeah. He was in so many ways the heart, not just of the con, but of this community. 
Um, he was been involved. In, he was involved in Lovecraft fandom from the '70s. Um, the original Necronomicon he was involved in organizing, and um, it, it it kills us that we lost him. But as far as I'm concerned, he will remain the heart of this community, and it will continue to be. Yeah. And on that note, this is a good segue. Um, I'm incredibly happy to say that somebody lived through this weekend that almost didn't live um, because of the incredible work of a minion over there, Sal. He left But Christian Matsky, also who is here with a friend of his who was a medical doctor, um, gave CPR to somebody who had was completely unresponsive with no pulse uh, up on the 11th floor um, and had very nearly died. And they, Sal and this doctor, saved this person's life. Mm -hmm. Express enough gratitude. Hey, everybody. Before we wrap up this episode, I'd like to take a minute to say thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying the podcast from our interviews and actual plays to our rambling roundtable discussions. If you like what you're here and you'd like to support the show, we have great sponsors for you to check out. Birds of a Feather Coffee Company is a small batch craft coffee roaster and is our OG sponsor. They have three signature blends to choose from. The Morning Lark, which is a light roast, the Night Owl Blend, which is a rich dark roast, and the Hummingbird Decaf Blend. They also have the exclusive Legendary Brew, a nice medium roast coffee, perfect fuel for all those late night gaming sessions. If you use the code LEGENDS10, you'll get 10% off your order, and shipping is always free. So head on over to tinyurl.com forward slash legendary brew, or click on the link in the show notes. Thanks everybody for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.